Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Mm. We have a full studio today. Chris, Kyle, and Dr. Fax are all going to give some hot takes. We're going to talk a little Forrest Gump. Willie Nelson comes up. We talk softball. We talk Kyle coaching high school football. And we get into hard knocks. Then we talk Odell, where he might land, where he might look the best. We go into baseball. We talk Little League World Series, Vaughn Grissom, and Aaron Judge's home run tour. And to end the show, we do a Nostalgia Babe Draft. Famous actresses from our childhood, we're drafting them. Stick around for that, please. It is uh, Thirsty Thursday. I got Kyle here. I got Dr. Fax here. Cowboy, Kingston. And we just busted open the Suntory. You know how Will Compton, you know, he'll he'll kiss Whistlepig's ass, and then Whistlepig's like, here's a bunch of money. You can come tour the facility. We'll give you land. We'll give you land surrounding our Whistlepig distillery. We're going to do bottle. the same thing with Suntory. The, the bottle's down here. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. good call. Hold the bottle hold up. Let me, you want to hold up the yeah, bottle? Yeah, let me get some of that. Suntory. Suntory. I know we got some listeners in Japan. It's a beautiful Japan. bottle. So if you're a listener in Japan, we need you to deliver a message. <laughs> we want to go to Japan. We want to go to the distillery. From and the then we want to go to Toya Lake. Suntory. Sure. We want to go to Toya Lake. It's a volcanic lake in Japan. It's gorgeous. My favorite kind of lake, Kyle. Beautiful. Um, Nate, you want to go to Japan, right? I definitely want to go to Japan. Why? 1,000%. Because I seen that when black people <laughs> go to Japan, <laughs> the people there, I guess they don't see black people a lot, so they just like touch you in amazement. And I think that will be a very cool <laughs> thing to experience. You really want to feel like an emperor, huh? I think that'll be I think it would awesome. be more cost effective to just get a hooker stateside. No, but if we get this, but if you go to Japan, beautiful, yeah, deal, you could become immersed. We can come out there and like that'd be awesome, even more. Like imagine if we get the deal, you know, we get like to go out there, the, and visit. the shame scene in Game of Thrones where she got to walk through the big crowd. <laughs> it's like that, but good positive. Vibes. 
like getting yeah. sh- showered instead yeah. of rang bells at. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna go to Japan. Nate's gonna be an emperor. That actually reminds me of the time that Would you were you on do the river sumo? and and uh, people were pulling you uh, like you were in a tube, and people were pulling you in the kayak through the uh, through the rapids, and that you were awesome. eating you were eating uh, chicken and and drinking oh, beer and Chris and smoking reefer. Yeah, dude, he, he was like an emperor. Sounds like, like a heavenly dad. Yeah, this it, guy. This it was guy, it was amazing. He likes to live large, so we <laughs> might go to Japan and live large. Um, if you're listening at the Suntory Distillery, you can send one of those really nice wedding invitation-looking like invitations to your distillery. Please send it to two one five zero Wise Street, W I S E, number five two six seven, Charlottesville, Virginia twenty two nine zero five. We do get mail here. So you can send like an on parchment and say like you've been summoned. I bet they have really cool wax seals at the Suntory. Fuck yeah, they do, dude. Yeah, so I need that. All right, so today we got a lot to talk about. We got hard knocks to talk about. We got some NFL news to talk about. Got a little baseball to talk about. Nate, I'm into the Little League uh, World Series. Yeah. I'm into it, bro. It happened organically. So (laughs) uh, Virginia. No, it just, it's good TV. I'll just say that. Yeah. All right, so want to talk about all of that. We also have a nostalgic babes draft today. Uh, we recorded it late in June, thinking um, we might use it in July while I was on vacation. It's a lot of Nate, value. Did you in miss there. me, by the way? I did, bro. I missed you, bro. I did. I missed yeah. you. Yeah, I missed you too, Kyle. But you he said that second. Did you hear this shit? <laughs> but you were in Montana. You were in Montana. He said for it second. You were in Montana for part of it. Okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, Chris. I, I had a little FOMO. You did. You texted me. You were like, "Man, I really missed being on the podcast." But that was before I seen um, Bo Allen there, and then I really had FOMO. Like, I was like, other, I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "Maybe it's program. just all." I'm not gonna push to come out there. He's probably out there with his family. Like, I don't want to do that. And then I seen Bo. Well, you know, well, Chris listen, has dude, room. Here's what you could do. To, like, Bo was out there for the Conquering Killy re- reunion. Oh, he um, climbed. So he climbed Killy. So all uh, you have to do is climb Kilimanjaro. They don't touch you in Tanzania. It's not like you're going to get treated like an emperor. I'm scared of that. But I'll let you know after this Maui trip because okay. I'm doing some hiking there. Okay. And I know it's not even going to compare to Killy. Easy way to get to but it's easy way to get to the next Killy reunion, which yeah. is going to be a Montana. Do you have Maui connects? <laughs> all right. So, so here's the deal. We've got Nostalgia Babes, uh, the draft from late June. I was looking back. It's going to be on the back end of this pod. I was looking back at this uh, this sheet of paper here, the graphic that Reed had ready to rock and roll when we, we released this thing, you know, to ask all the people online who uh, who they think won the draft. They never think I win. No problem. Um, You've got a solid draft. My draft was solid. Okay, I'm, look, I'm looking at this thing. First thing I, I want to highlight is Kyle drafted a cartoon. That's all I'll say. No spoilers. Y'all got to hear the the draft yourself. A lot of value, and I there. think he's gonna get a lot of love for that because I think we have like you thought odd, about it. We have odd followers, so I think they're gonna like appreciate. There's that. nothing odd about that, buddy. Okay, well, Kyle <laughs> took a took a cartoon in the first, for that matter. Okay, uh, and then your Mrs. Irrelevant was awesome. Your David Vibora was a real great pick, Kyle. A lot of a lot of value there. Really great pick, Kyle's. Stick around for Kyle's seventh round pick. We started this draft and we were supposed to do like five rounds, and dudes were just like all in on begging drafting nostalgic for more babes. people. More people. <laughs> this beats Googling all these babes. I love it. Let's talk about them. I loved it. Yeah. So, um, sorry, Meg. I love you. Um, these women are all women from the 90s before we met. 
Some are still alive. Some are still around. Some uh, never existed. I haven't met. Oh, I did meet one of them. I did meet one of them in real life. Ooh. So yeah. Anyways, uh, oh, Reed my, picked uh, a dead actress. Everything was kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went according to plan. You'll enjoy this draft, y'all. Okay. This is why I came back this week. I came back to Virginia because Willie Nelson was the 8th of August. That's why I traveled across the country with my family. We were sitting sitting on Flathead Lake. Uh, it was pristine. The weather was perfect. Like It was like Norman Rockwell shit. And um, I was like, we got to get back to see Willie Nelson at the Ting wireless pavilion mm -hmm. in charlottesville so we came home this was the kids first concert so they will always uh be able to say like oh what was your first show you ever saw what was willie nelson in uh, charlottesville in charlottesville so it was 120 degrees under that fucking uh under that pavilion Jesus. thing how uh, they do how the boys do the boys did great i think they had a heat heat stroke uh, i was <laughs> googling kids. some of the symptoms um but we we weren't gonna leave you know because there were old people in that motherfucker like i was worried people were gonna he played for well over an hour um and you know like to him it must be like with texas heat this is nothing so big flex by willie just going out there and ripping it for uh you know 60 90 minutes whatever it was and uh and it was great man it was awesome first show there were people acting like it would like we were leaving and there was a an, we thought there were our kids were the only kids there and when we left, there was a three-year-old in the back of a, a town car standing up, like at the light, like no seatbelt, nothing. Just like, like it was like Willie was. It was nineteen. It was nineteen seventy-four. Yeah. yeah, dude, redheaded stranger just came out. I love out. it. It was like a uh, wood-sided Oldsmobile it was, driving down the yes. street. Yes, yes, Kyle. It was all you're getting because it was all American night, dude. We went to uh, McDonald's at like ten p.m. We all got hamburgers afterwards, oh. including the three-year-old. We're like. Luke, you want to make flurry? He was like, and a hamburger. Okay. I was like, did you smoke it, Willie Nelson? <laughs> did you rip my pen? So, um, yeah, it was awesome. Like, I, I love Willie, man. I, I think it's really cool to be able to see um, somebody like that in person. You know, I've seen him a couple times now, but I'll always cherish this one because my kid's first concert is going to be Willie Nelson. They're going to thank me for that one day. This is pretty fucking cool. And you listen to a shit ton of Willie. You've loved Willie forever. Do the and the boys listen to him because of you? Do they, they know the words? They to do any know of the, the songs. Words. They, they know like the whole uh, Shotgun Willie song. They love Redheaded Stranger. They love the album. You know, like they're great singing songs. Like to your kids. Like you know, some of them are like that. The, you know, I put my kids to bed singing uh -huh. some Willie Nelson shit. So they know the words, but their favorite song is Whiskey River, Take My Mom. Uh, okay, yeah. So they, they kind of butchered the, the hook And they there. think it's fun? They think it's the, fun. The Whiskey River's yes. Taking Mom? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's, uh, it's actually Sauvignon Blanc River that usually takes mom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I can understand where that comes from. That's the Jersey in her. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of that. A lot so. of Sopranos. There's a lot of that. Yeah. So anyways, shout out to Willie, playing in about 100 degrees heat. All right, so Kingston had a take. You ready to drop this take on these guys? I can't wait. Yesterday, to hear this. me, Cowboy, and Kingston <clears throat> were driving to Farmville, Virginia, to look at furniture. Antiquing. Not buy, uh, because, yeah, well, not all antiques in there. You were going to the Longwood football <laughs> training camp? No. Maybe they could use a no line coach, too. We'll yeah, get to that college okay. coach in this fall. Anyways. We're going down there because the studio's changing. We're, we're going to have a brand new studio here, as in, like, we're moving downstairs. There's going to be more room, more room to play. Me and Fax were just talking about it. It's going to be tight, so we had to go get some furniture. And in the car ride, we talked about a lot of stuff. 
started chatting about some movies on the ride home. Uh, this didn't even feel like we were chatting about movies. This just felt like he has an axe to grind. Like we were talking about like the the, the Little League World Series, and he was like, "I think Forrest Gump's overrated." <sighs> Played out, not overrated. I actually think it's a bad movie. It's considered oh, to be really good. Damn. I think it's shit. And furthermore, <sighs> Tom Hanks, yeah, that massively overrated actor, plays the same guy in every movie. You think so? So what other actors are you willing to go out on a limb and say that about? Because there are a few that I'm willing to say that about. What's your one? Beloved, like uh, they're beloved. Ryan Gosling does it a little bit, but then he'll throw in a rom-com every now and again. Like there was a stretch with Ryan Gosling and you know how much I love Ryan Gosling. He's the best. Okay, I had a scorpion jacket, the whole thing. I yep. the soundtrack in the Impala. Uh, but Ryan Gosling for a stretch of like three years delivered like two lines. He, he curb stomped more guys in Asia than he delivered lines for like a stretch of like. Who's the dude? Keanu Reeves. That went to Texas. The, the te- McConaughey? What, McConaughey. Yeah, him. I would say him. You think he plays the same thing in every movie? I think he's just like overrated. I think he's just like a like oh, a typical good looking like white pretty, guy, pretty pretty boy white guy. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's racially charged. It's racial. racially charged. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I just think that's what he is. Tom Man. Cruise plays the same person in every. Yeah, movie. Keanu Reeves too. Yeah, I'm not that big of a Tom Cruise with a gun anymore. or without a gun. Keanu Reeves, hold on, guys, yeah. we got to pump the brakes here. We're making some really. Fucking... I, I'm I'm having a take right now. Okay, let's let's talk it out. I think Keanu Reeves, while is a Bill great actor, excellent he put, adventure, he's John same, Wick. Yeah, with a with a gun or without a gun, and brings Napoleon to the fucking. <laughs> he was doing the, some really advanced slide. shit for the a surfer, seventeen year old. Five people. I said with a gun, without a gun, same guy. Very cool, under pressure. Okay, okay. I disagree. Okay. Matthew McConaughey, I disagree. Denzel. Dallas Buyers Denzel. Club and like what? Stop. Stop. Oh, see now he. Stop. See, he, yeah, he's just doing that because <laughs> he's just doing that because yeah. But straight up, my favorite Denzel movie is Flight, and I think hey, hey, I just want I just want to say this about Denzel. You can't even say it with a straight no. face. They're all different. All the roles are different. Right? Oh, yeah, they, are. they are. They are. I, I was just about to say, like, he, like drunk pilot, uh, crooked cop, you know, guards a, guards a white kid in Mexico. Football coach. Football coach. Football coach. <laughs> demon hunter. She should have been on my guy list. Guy donating mom. his fucking bone marrow. Like, how many roles do you need? People oh, who man. think Denzel's roles are all the same okay like they're all different that's another fences, nostalgic dude. babe chris fences huh another nostalgic babe is uh the the white mom from denzel's bodyguard role in mexico oh yeah yeah, yeah. forget oh, man her on name. fire man on fire i can't remember who the, 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 the girl she was, was pretty she's a pretty gal i'm sure speaking of pretty gals robin uh right in fucking forrest gump is a, just such a stunner man so when she's standing on that staircase and won't marry him i don't blame in him. that shitty I fucking movie him. i don't but yeah well hold on we'll get back to that in a second <laughs> and full circle here you were talking about we were talking about fences bubba is in fences huh bubba is also from from uh from st louis the actor bubba gump I was looking him up. He was checking his IMDb out so, last night. So this might be stupid. What was the other claim? Come Hold on, Matthew McConaughey. Okay, like, like really quickly. This can might we poke be holes in that? Okay, this might go, be really ahead. stupid. But yeah. let me ask this: yeah, yeah. Does Bubba from that? Does Bubba Gump shrimp have anything to do with like the chain food? 
Yeah, I was curious. You, you guys thought about that? Yeah. Movie. You guys was, so, so do you, you think he gets? About does that? he? Do you think he gets any type of royalties or anything? Like no. No, the the creator the of the actor, movie. No. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, the movie. Yeah. Creator of the yeah. movie. It's a unique movie because it takes you through so many eras in history, so many times in history, important times in history, and over in one movie. Them in a that's way that's, that's okay, what so I like about it. It's almost like the Bible. Yeah. No, no, no. New Testament. It's like the new. The newest. The book was like the Old Testament. Evidently, it was like we really. We really dug into it takes you everywhere, takes you through everything, has a main character. Okay, I, I'm not going. I, I think Forrest Gump to me, it's impossible for me. <laughs> I went back and watched some scenes last night. It's impossible. Um, yeah, I was like 10 30 and I was like, Meg was asking me like really important questions about this house that we're like, we're doing construction a little bit right now. And I was like, Meg, I gotta work, man. Like, I have a job. Like I'm I, watching the Black Panther party and she scene. Went upstairs and the Forrest Gump just ruined. She walked back downstairs and here she's gonna hear like, uh, "I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is." That boy is a running fool. Remember he ran through town and that old guy at the diner was like, "That boy is a running fool." Who's it? The coach. He goes, uh, "He is the dumbest son of a bitch I've ever seen, but that boy can run." <laughs> hey. My favorite scene, though, that rewatching um, Forrest Gump to the point where I didn't—I was so shaken, I didn't know what happened—was when um, Gary Sinise, um, Lieutenant Dan, was on the edge of the shrimp boat. He like—he uh, was sitting on the edge with his like, legs off. Yeah, and he was like, uh, "Hey, Forrest, I never thanked you for saving my life." Mm. And then he just fucking jumped in the, in the, <laughs> to the Gulf of Mexico and started backstroking away from the boat. I was like, "No." Gary! You know, like, I thought he was, I, I couldn't remember in the plot. He's committing that suicide. He was, I thought he was just like, <laughs> he, he had Thanks made his peace everything. with God. And Forrest was confused. You think Forrest was standing there thinking like, yeah, everything's okay. Like, Forrest was like, he's doing Hands he's on his hips. It. He was hands on his hips. <laughs> hey, and Gary Sinise was fucking jacked in that movie, dude. He had to be, right? Wheeling around. Yeah, dude, he was yoked. So anyways, Matt. It's impossible for me to separate the first impression of that movie on my childlike mind. My ch- my That's child exactly mind. right. It's a kid's movie. Well, no, it's just that I saw it when I was a kid, okay. and it was like <laughs> it's it's a kid's movie take on real life. Yeah, which you can say what you want about it. I mean, I read some really it's a one size fits all movie. Night. I didn't realize. I mean, there's all types of pieces online. That, that go really deep into this movie. I got to rewatch it to see if the, there's any truth. But watching the clips, got to say, was really impressed with how it was holding up some of it. But, you know. Some really dark scenes in that yeah, movie. Yeah, like he walked in and his mom was like, I'm dying. There was like no warm up. Or like Elvis was fucking his mom. Was Elvis fucking his mom? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Elvis that Elvis fucked his mom. <laughs> Remember, yeah. Elvis taught him how to dance like a black guy, and yeah. then he fucked his mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I thought Elvis was just there. The culture vulture showed up. <laughs> yeah, oh just... my god, Elvis W. Riz. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> the, yeah, that's so Elvis. Good. That's the craziest Riz ever. That's why she let was, me teach your yeah. son how to dance, <laughs> and then let me get them draws. Bro, imagine some of the chicks. You, how many chicks do you think are still walking around? Day that Elvis gave that work, man. Like that are talking about it in the old folks' home. Like Elvis gave me dick. 
Man alive. Maybe a few in Charlottesville. <laughs> no, dude. All right. So, anyways, uh, up twenty nine. Here was the sure. here was the thing that really shocked me watching those scenes again. Six Sense Kid. He's the one who popped out of Jenny. Yeah, Haley Joel Osment. That's Haley right. Joel, Joel Osment, aka Will Compton's lookalike, yeah. according to Jimmy <laughs> Harry. <laughs> okay, okay. I kind of get it. Child Haley Joel Osment. It's like a fluffier version. Of yeah. Point. So yeah, but anyways, that was that was his first uh, gig there. Good gig. I see dead people right out of the womb, huh? Yeah, dude. He went from Jenny's living room, no dad, just some like blocks. Playing. Jenny the- was all coked up. This is your dad. Absent-minded, not present. No wonder he was so. What was he up playing? Was he sense. playing games? Huh? Was he playing video games or what? What was no, he doing? Watching TV? Games. He was just like they were watching like cartoons. He was playing Halo. Cartoons. They were watching. <laughs> he was and, playing Halo. They were watching the, the newest season of Tom and Jerry, and he was playing with like blocks that were choking hazards. Paw Patrol. <laughs> no, this was the the eighties or seventies. On a yoga I'm not, mat. I'm not saying it's not like rewatchable at all. It's just wildly overrated. Okay. And then last thing. Yeah, that's the best way to stand. That's how coaches stand. Why does he stand like that? Hold on. Hands on his lower Bro, back. After, after Jenny told him like she wouldn't marry him, he just went out on the porch like this. <laughs> <laughs> he was brooding. Bro, I love that movie, actually. Fuck you, Matt. That's it's, like... <laughs> That's, you know what I'm thinking this movie, now? I've that enjoyed talking that. about this movie. So, he's on, Gump, overrated, not overrated. You tell us. Yeah. Matt is is like a fucking... Uh, I stand on the right side. He's like a Huffington internet. Post writer. <laughs> I avoided all my you left wing takes on Post. <laughs> That's who writes for TMZ. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he writes for I feel Slate like, or something. I feel like Matt... Slate. <laughs> I feel like Dead Matt... Spin. I feel like Spin's just mad at the world. I feel like yeah, Matt Kyle read like a dick. Okay, can we talk about that real quick? What's yeah. that? Deadspin, you're basically you're you're a tabloid. You realize that if you post people's Kyle, one time Deadspin, yeah, I wouldn't even call it a dick. Kyle got out of the fucking cold tub one day and was in the locker room. It was just it was after the game. It's hard to be ready. Oh, right? and in your grave, I had just pulled off my compression shorts. Oh, tell me, naked? They posted you naked. naked. I had okay. So, so we did. So hold on, let me tell the story. Okay, tell the story. So we played the Washington football team. Your dick, your story. I was beat up. Monday Night Football, Matt Ioannidis gave me the business. Hump moves, rip moves, Jonathan Allen. He was a doll. He was a beast. He's a beast. He's a real beast. Yeah. And uh, I was in the locker room afterwards. We broke it down. I went straight to my locker, and uh, we won the game, close game. And I remember I was in my locker right here, and Tariq Cohen's locker was over there facing this way, and he had his phone. He had his phone in his locker dancing on, you know, Instagram Live or whatever. Like Tomlin's talking about. And I immediately pulled off my my pants and my compression shorts, and my my cock hadn't really You weren't, you weren't you weren't please ready. don't laugh you no because ready. of the way you this say is traumatic cock. this is you traumatic like, my cock had, my cock hadn't extended from its bay yeah it was still just like it was like yeah. projecting itself it was out of bed i was getting out of bed well said yeah and i threw the towel over my shoulder and i walked in front of that's what you get locker to that, the, that's your first that's what you get because i all, don't get anything all, there you all literally all linemen do can that you, can you call hey, time out can i call time out that's a good point you're a good point you're victim wrap, blaming. Wrap your so towel around your only, waist. We are in the only. We are no. in the locker room. We're in the only place that we can be where you feel safe. Where you feel like after the game, you have two minutes before the media comes. You can do whatever you want. Get to the shower quickly. You don't expect for there to be a live camera. Now, what? I I, I, I don't. In the locker room after a game? No, I don't. 
You're Madden. You're you know those <laughs> so NBC here. Cars. So I want to be very clear about this, down. though. I want to be very clear about this because yeah. I love Tariq Cohen, and it was a rookie move and a rookie mistake, and he's owned up to it, apologized immediately. He's your dog, and that's my dog. You know what I mean? I love Maybe Tariq. Wanted to see your but thing. I think it's a story that we can laugh about for ages. And there was a lot. You know, I, I didn't like the way it presented. It didn't have a lot of hang. It had some uh, some dip, but no hang. You're Usually, never ready, dude. I, I'm I, at home in the summer in Virginia. I walk around ready for any Out shoot. In the humidity. Only fans whatever yeah. i'm ready i can make yeah. some money yeah we do yeah i know we do all but right yeah. but here's the deal if the podcast business goes under we're good but here you're not deal. in trouble either i'm, a sh- I'm assuming no, so anyways now that we're talking cox hey here's the mine deal. wasn't ready so here's the deal so it, get, it gets out there you know like most people are like i'm not going to retweet some guy's dick right that's been some real person's dick somebody who's out there um uh you know gathering towel protein for my entertainment i'm also going to post this dick online after the game okay so there's that but then if you're like a publication you know you're kind of like hey what am i am i like a tabloid am i like a, a muckraker am i a muckraker or do, do i am i like a journalistic hub uh i i think it's the i think it's the former with deadspin dude i don't know what they were in the past but i was like dude they actually did an article and i'm sitting there and thinking not only is this fucked up but do you think if it wasn't a pro football player this would have been okay like if this was a female athlete it would be okay like we no could, we could and it sue shouldn't. deadspin it shouldn't like we could sue deadspin we could sue the fuck out of deadspin i should sue deadspin no you shouldn't you should take the high road tomorrow no i don't take the high road what hell yeah sue them fuck that. buy the high road fuck that whatever money With they made money. whatever whatever that my parents had to see that ads and whatever money they my, made all, yeah, all your all teachers everybody i ever see now really, in the though, back in the back honestly. of my head everybody i ever see if if they meet me and they google my name it'll take them to an article my wife's friends <laughs> all saw my dick you know what i mean tough scene tough T- yeah, dude. Put I, yourself. I know I it's want, funny. No, no, it's and not. it is funny. It was one of the worst. But it's my really life, hard. It's traumatic, and the only way I can get over the trauma is to laugh about it and talk about it. Yeah, hey, listen. and this is real trauma. No, I know. It's I like know. a nightmare scenario. It is so a nightmare scenario. Shrink. My buddy Brad Sal, who I played with on the Bears, he always yeah, said yeah. this is before my my dick was on t- on on Instagram. And he essentially said, "My worst fear is somebody." Pulling on my pants when I'm going down in a pile and my dick falls out on TV. Like, You're just not ready. He was like, he's like, I'm just not built for that, Kyle. Like, <laughs> Brad's out. So, anyways, the whole point is, like, when you post shit like that, you can't then take, you know, be moral high ground uh, journalist. Uh, I know that there's a whole host of journalists there, but I'm like, you really had to. It's Thursday night. Like, there's, there, you really need this story where you're like, here's this guy's dick, and I thought it was crazy. I was getting ready to go to bed. I'll never forget where I was because this was a terrible night, Kyle, because I'm your big brother. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, dude. I get yeah. on the bus and I have no idea, right? Like yeah. this happened while I was in the locker room. I didn't even check my phone yet. I'm probably like ripping my pen on the way to the bus. Just like I got beat that day, but we won. And uh, everybody was happy on the bus and laughing. When I got to the back where the alignment were, they were like, dude, you got to check Twitter right now. And That's I a said, nightmare. I said, what did I say during the game out loud that got picked up by a mic you know and they were like no no no, it's your dick and i was like oh my god my dick so i was like what? when did my dick <laughs> when did my dick say something <laughs> when did my dick oh become my an issue and, they, and i looked on my it's twitter and it was like all over like Tariq cohen instagram live and then 10 minutes later 
five minutes later, Tariq walked to the back and apologized and was like, I'm so sorry. You know, he was, he was, hor- he was so terrified. He was horrified. For yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody on the bus was laughing except for me and him. And we were both mortified for different right. reasons. Well, here's the deal. First off, nobody remembers that. <laughs> okay. Really? It's an aside. Yeah, I know. It's but, funny. But second, like, Good content. I was getting ready to go to bed, dude. We had young kids and stuff. So I was really fucking tired. I was maybe stressed out that night. And I'm always stressed out when you play. Cause I'm always so nervous for you. Like I'm like dad, dad's way yeah. worse. Cause he's like, he, he can't even deal with it. But yeah. I want you to play well and I want you to be healthy. So you get through the game. I know you got beat a couple times and I know you're stressed. And then like, I'm re- getting ready to go to bed and I'm getting ready to text you and just be like, keep your head up, bro. Like, and then out of left field, PFT commenter texts me and he's like, you need to get on Twitter and see this. And I'm like, are you fucking around? Like, cause it's PFT. And that's how I learned about your dick was from PFT. Good guy, good guy for looking out. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I get on there and I see it and I felt like so fucking mad. I was just like, dude, like this is a fucked up world. And we get outraged all the time, right? Rightfully so about other people's privacy and, you know, like, you know, people being sexualized and all this stuff. They're sexualizing my brother. I'm a fetish a now. Thursday night. Yeah, he's they a fucking... fetishized me still <laughs> continually. The messages what? I got from that point forward from certain crowds are unmatched oh really what, oh, kind, yeah. what, what kind of crowd oh <laughs> yeah, yeah all kind of crowds the number the, yeah all but the niche crowds <laughs> like the real specific genre bear chicago bear yeah have you thought about releasing a better visual since you were only photographed fans? in a, Maybe a calendar my wife my wife light. and i have talked about uh the potential of monetizing um doing an only fans doing an only fans I have a contract since that night with Mag that if anything ever happens to me like that, not that it would, because I'm no longer in a locker room, but like say I'm just, I get pantsed at a fucking county fair uh, and things aren't looking right, I get to fucking fluff and make and release a new one. Whoops. Yep. You know what I mean? Sell it. Yeah. No, but no, just because you got, I don't want to be misunderstood. (laughs) Sell it now. Sell the autobiographical dick pic. Respectfully, Dead's fuck Deadspin. Respectfully, sell it to him for a million. Fucking uh, the fucking smut, smut. Hulk pigeon. Hogan, he I made am, so much money listen, on his sex tape. I am very well. You're not curious. Hulk Hogan. How, is, look, look, how many views? Birthday. How many views do you think Deadspin got from that though? A lot. <laughs> hey, how many? How many zooms? How many zooms did they get? Oh man, I was I was ser- name searching you until five in the morning, dude. I was in, in bed just like, <laughs> okay, we're through it. That okay, felt cool, good. Cool. That was cathartic. That was good. Was that it was good? Yeah. Can I ask you guys to do to do something? Can you search Tommy Lee on Twitter right now, please? Oh, he's trending right now. He is trending. Another dick video. Because he he was uh, he he uh, he Fuck. he didn't have a small one. What happened? Okay. Oh, does is he? Uh, I think Matt just saw it. Oh my god! Did he leak something? Kind of. Okay. On purpose. I'm trying to get. Oh. You don't want to. Oh, it's just his dick, <laughs> bro. We've been in locker rooms for years. I'm not like. Who cares? People are so. People are so afraid of being accused of being gay. Like, like it's ridiculous. I'm like. Bro, it's just the guy's dick. He dropped okay. an oops as the caption. And is this is this like a big W for him? <laughs> Tommy t- Tommy Lee is just totally. What's going on in Tommy Lee's life that he was like, "Here's my dick." It's uh, a rollout. 
It's a rollout. I love it. Yeah, what you got? He's got it's something It's a new going. rollout. No, there was a TV show about him and Pam Anderson, and in that, the guy that played him, his penis was like an animated character that would be talking, and it wasn't like incredibly flattering. So maybe he's trying to say that yep. that casting job was not a He's doing okay, what he's you doing just what I said. said dude. He, he's doing exactly what you just respect. said. Hey, respect. <laughs> and hey, he did it the best way. He I'm going to get the biographically. Look at that. That's what I'm saying, dude. I don't he need anybody the... slandering my piece. I know what I'm like. I know what I'm working <laughs> That's with. That's good. So, you like, know, so I look, have a contract. So, like, so would you pick that angle? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, what a, that's, a, that's a cool angle. It has to I don't know. That's like a MySpace angle. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, good, good. All right, great, great. And now to the podcast. Uh, hey, Kyle. Yes. I want to apologize about softball now. I didn't think about what it. What about softball? I haven't heard anything of it. Please, Kyle. You've already tweeted about it. Okay. Let's be real. Okay. okay so I'm, I'm joining the Softball League. Okay. Okay. And Kyle. Rightfully so. Thirty-five like, and over, obviously. Yeah, that's all it was. And there's a fucking height limit and a weight limit and okay. like a talent I get limit. It. Like, I think clearly one, you don't want to win games. One of the bylaws of our softball team uh, is that like we can't have anybody that was drafted by a major league baseball. Okay, team. okay. You know, <laughs> this would so we're be, making up bylaws. Well, post. this would be like me post going post. and being like, I'm going to play flag football. Guys. It's a safety issue. It, it's a safety. I, issue. I'm willing to bet that you wouldn't be the best flag football player on your team. If no, you it's a different sport. But you know, like in spirit, it's kind of like. Oh yeah, you're here. Under, over under, how many home runs is your brother going to hit over? How fence? many games are there? That's what I asked him. Let's say there's... If there's 10 games, there I think he hits like eight home runs. 10 or 15? Eight? If he hits 10 games, seven plus. How? I used to hit the ball far. If you'd lob a little fucking softball up there, he's going to hit it a if long If you throw way. me a fastball, bro, <laughs> Kyle will tell you, when I, when I if somebody threw me a fastball, it was, Chris can hit the, it was a Chris problem. Can hit. Yeah. The problem was the, the, the two and the three. The spinny The stuff. two fingers, the three fingers. You know? I just don't Spending feel stuff. like Chris is going to do well in softball. I think he'll enjoy it. I'm going to rake. And here's the problem. I didn't I'll come watch I didn't invite with Kyle, my daughter sorry, and my wife. But I just want to tell you this. Thank you for your support. I just want to tell you this. I never get invited to golf. If there's, Oh, Chris, oh. that's bullshit. I didn't get invited to coach high school football. I find oh, out today. No. I'm like, hey, what time can we? Hey, Kyle, what time can we uh, record so hear me today? Out. Hold on, hold on. This is... This is my. I love penis how this diatribe. is being reversed on me this right now. Reed, do you diatribe. hear this? I'm being reversed upon. Kyle, and I hate to involve you too now, Reed. But <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. We'll get Kyle in. Like, I'm, it's gonna be a great day. It's, it's a great day. We're having a great podcast. This is great. We're having a fucking. We're having a blast. We're you know what? A, Apology accepted, Chris. No, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> here's what happened. I'm like, Kyle, we can we do it three? And he's like, Yeah, we can do it three. And then a little bit later, he's like. Oh, I forgot. I got a staff meeting. I'm like, staff meeting? What other podcast company are you? Are you? Are you doing a Kevin Durant uh, Players Tribune staff thing? meeting? Like, you know, Derek like, Jeter and yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> meeting. So, anyways, uh, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm on a high school football staff. I'm like, which high school football team? He's like, our high school football team. And I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't get the invite to that. So, you know, I'm sorry. Eye for an eye. The whole world is not blind. So if, okay, well, my, my, uh, part, parting statement will be, uh, if there are ever any nights where you can't make it, call me. Likewise. And I'll, that's a great trade off. I, I can coach the O line. And you can pretend to be me and I'll come back yes. for you. Well, so my answer your, for him, Kyle, yeah. is I'm going to scour the league. 
and find another team that maybe has an opening spot, and I'm going to hop on their team. I like that. I'm totally with that, dude. In fact, I was going to do I was going to do something. Obviously, I can't do it for him because of the whole clause. It'll be a more inclusive team. But yeah. I can try to I can try to see if we have any spots. What do you think about that? That's right? hilarious what he just did. <laughs> Literally over my head. <laughs> He went Kyler Murray. Hold on. Nate. Low to high. Hey, hey uh, can you go into pro baseball reference and see if uh, Nate Collins was drafted at any time? I know he threw out a first pitch for the White Sox, but the White Sox didn't draft. That's great. Kyle was a fucking great um, hitter. Hey, we're going to talk about baseball in a little bit. Okay. Okay. But let's talk about football right now. Okay. Great. All right. Kyle, I'm a player. I'm one of your players. You deliver a coaching point. Like maybe get your hands inside or whatever the fuck y'all say over there. And so you get your second step in the ground. Yeah, get your second. You get your second step in the ground. Uh, leverage. Yeah. And then the kid's like, "What the fuck do you know?" Yeah. I say, well, clearly more than you. That's what you're gonna say. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. All right. What about social media? Yeah. Kids on social media tweet. We're gonna beat the dog shit out of Christchurch. I'm not in charge of social media. So you're not gonna. You're not gonna like regulate. No, it has to be more personal. You go what on if, social media and the kid tweets, we got this new doofy-looking coach that used to play in the league who thinks he's hot shit. I'll say great. I'll kick his ass. <laughs> great. <laughs> All right. Let's hold channel on, that energy. On, I'm a parent. I'm Let's a parent. channel that. I'm oh, a parent. Yeah, I'm a parent. parent. Okay. Hey, Kyle. Um, I was just calling to see if you had any time to talk. Maybe we get coffee or lunch. Uh, I think my kid's more suited for a zone scheme, um, and I noticed you guys run more gap scheme, and I can tell that like my kid's kind of getting left behind. I was wondering if there's something we could do about that. Hey Ross, uh, it's Coach Long calling you. Uh, you know, it's really not my deal uh, politicking. So if you'd like to bring me some coffee, that'd be great. That's it. That's it. See ya. You're not gonna last long because you gotta deal with parents. Okay. All right. All right. Last one. <laughs> That's my Bill B voice. <laughs> fighting. Yeah. Fighting in practice. Fighting. Can't happen. I'm gonna first thing I'm gonna say You if, used if, to fight if in practice. A, if I saw it on the internet. If there's a fight in practice, I'll tell them that a better man than me, one of the greatest to ever play the game by the name of Julius Peppers, mm -hmm. pulled me aside after my first fight in at at Hallis Hall. And it was a, a, t a players only meeting and he stood up and he said, No more fighting. And then he sat back down. <laughs> 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 Gotta love Pep, yo. When Pep spoke, he never talked. When Pep spoke, he goes, everybody he goes, yo. listened. He goes, yo, no fighting. And he sat down. <laughs> everybody's like, and everybody's like, yes, sir. Psalm 1. Yes, chef. <laughs> if you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down, don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. 
So, Coach Kyle, we're going to talk some football here, Coach Kyle. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. First things first, James White. Retired. Great teammate. Great dude. Um, and Super Bowl hero. Like, I... So I don't know where I'd be without James White, man. Yeah, needless to say, if he didn't score that touchdown, if he didn't do all that stuff he did on third down and such that year, heroic. And into the Super Bowl, Super Bowl performance was like otherworldly. I don't know where I would be, dude. Think about all the the, the history he helped make. Uh, think about all the 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 people's careers he helped make. I mean, like when you go to New England, people say like Tom Brady got your ring or whatever, and like yeah, that's true. Uh, but there's also a ton of great players there that do their jobs. I mean, it's like super cliche, but James White had a job and he always did it to his, the best of his ability and he did it on the biggest stage to the best of his ability and that's why I have probably two rings. I wouldn't have kept playing if we didn't win that game. Like you just think about that some is of your a vibe change. That's like a vibe change for yeah, life. Dude, that's a life vibe change. You're like, oh, the current is flowing that way. I'm gonna keep riding it. James White yeah. made it possible for me to be the a James podcaster. River. Because I sure wouldn't want to talk into a fucking uh, microphone. That's why you like the James, James River. I love James White. In fact, I'm going to give him equity in the fucking company or something. That's like Super Bowl points right there. Dude, it's incredible. Like, he, he just was so money in that situation. Great guy. Only nice. walk-off touchdown in the history of the Super Bowl. Holy shit. That's so cool. So, yeah. Great guy. Let's play the Hunger Games. Uh, whistle for James White. So Hard Knocks, do you, you guys remember watching Hard Knocks in camp? Absolutely. I remember at night. seeing it like at the, end, at the end of the night when you get out of meetings and you have like 20 minutes where people hang out in the common area before yeah. they go to their rooms. That's yeah. what people were watching. Yeah. Was hard best, best memory ever is Giants camp. Hard Knocks is at the Jets. We're opening up MetLife Stadium, the first game in MetLife Stadium, preseason Giants versus yeah. Jets, and it's when Victor Cruz goes off. And it's it's all the backstory and them like like they're like is that they're, they're, call, that they're calling him a kicker. They're like, What is this? A kicker out here in Whiteout? Yeah. They're about to run a trick play and it's Cruz and it's like those two plays where he catches one pass they didn't from know like who he was. eighty yards and he just blew up and the backstory is we're we're rookies all together we're rooming together and it's funny because before that game me and Cruz we would battle like on our Twitter followers like yo I got 2,000 followers and Cruz at the time maybe had like a thousand fifteen hundred yeah. and we would be so like you guys laughing, were like, like going that back out and of the forth mud, man during that game LeBron tweets him mm. tweets him and <laughs> His Twitter goes from like, like sub, like under like five thousand or like five thousand ish to like eighty k in one night, and in a just night, just off of LeBron, in a night. And I remember we won that game, and all the vets, because we were staying in Albany, all the vets got to stay the night in the city, but all the rookies had to get on the bus to drive all the way back to Albany. And, oh. <laughs> and I just remember just sitting there, me and Cruz, like- After we, he went off. Because yeah, like he went off and like, I personally, I played well too. So we were just like both being from that area, being like, dang, we didn't get to stay home. Bro, how about getting like an 80,000 follower bump and then having to go back and get your curfew checked like two hours later yeah you're just in your room it's connectedy new york it's connected bro i remember year i was year three and i was an all pro and i was in camp and there were john fox it was like a week and a half in he was announcing which years get off 
you know, they put the projector up and they're mm-hmm. like, and then he had, my year was going to be like, mm-hmm. I had the night off and he made like a last minute, he looked up and he, he made eye contact with me yeah. and he scratched the year off. God damn it. And I was like, and, and Cutler turned around and was like, did you see that? God damn it. John. I think Cutler was like, keep Kyle. Right, camp. right, right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good and he, he turned around to be like. That's a good big brother too, though. To fucking be, dickhead. That's a good big brother to make sure, like, to know that would probably be dangerous to let you out yeah, of camp. Yeah. It was really dangerous. Usually when you got let out of camp, I'll never forget, like, in Mill, we were in Mequon, um, Wisconsin at Concordia University, but me and Vibora and all the rookies, like we looked ahead to our day off and got a driver into into uh, into Milwaukee. Like that's uh-huh. some destination. We're Great town. Super drunk because we're all pent up and we want to party. We get there, we get a whole bunch of booze. We start pregaming. Next thing you know, I wake up at seven a.m. I never made it out. Like no one made it out. Like we were so tired from camp, <laughs> we started drinking and then just passed out on the yeah. couch, dude. <laughs> So like, you know, as bad as you want to get out of camp, it's really like once you get out, you just sleep. Or looking for a bed, yeah. You just find a bed. You just Or like, you just oh. want to go home and game. Yep. And like your normal hang routine. Out. Or yeah. you just or you watch hard knocks. <laughs> Bro, how about when you get out of camp and you're like, when I get out of here, I'm gonna appreciate every bit of freedom I have. Like in the first weekend or like the first week, you're like, Man, this is easy. Football's easy now. And then it just wears off. Like week seven, and you complain about week five again. Yes, yeah. Week five, yeah. That's when so reality hits. So hard knocks. I'll say this: this is a really good episode. I was told it was one of the best ones, you know, in, in recent memory. Um, I enjoyed it. The Lions are going to be like stars, and you just said this about Cruz. Like people are like stars are born on hard knocks Absolutely. because they become like TV characters. Yep. And if right? you can back it up, like on the field, and just play like decent, like. HBO and Hard Knocks does a real good job portraying of, a good player, but like of making that show not only about like you can not know anything about football and watch that show and still appreciate some of the sub characters, whether it's players, coaches, yeah. and things that are going on. Like I was telling you, I'm watching this with my girl, and my girl she watches football, but like she's not like really into football, but when you kind of see it on a different scale, like, yo, there's a lot of guys that are like really scratching and clawing for a couple of spots. And like in the first scene of the um, the new Hard Knocks, the coach is saying the rules, his rules. And he basically says like, don't be overweight. And like me as being an ex-player, like- That's under- so normal. It's so normal yeah. to hear that. But for a female to hear that, like, wait, 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 like, what does he mean? Like, like yeah. don't be overweight. Uh, and like, I had to explain to her, like, yo, you have a set weight range Every where day. you cannot be over it, or you're just gonna get fined. And yeah. they put you in the bod pod when you first <laughs> report, and they yeah. find your yeah. your entry statistics, everything. body fat, everything, and either your weight or your body fat has to maintain a yep. certain weight. Yep. And it's or and you get fine money. I'm not explaining to an adult that they're gonna <laughs> Anybody, knock on your door yeah. every night at eleven o'clock and you know wake you up if you went to bed at ten. A strength coach is gonna sure peek that, his head in your room to make sure that you didn't climb out the window. I got practice at seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm an adult. You know what I mean? Like most of us are asleep and camp by ten forty five. So when you're knocking on the door at eleven, it's yeah. like you're a fucking nuisance. But these guys are gonna be you know, like you can tell it's a likable team. They have a very likable staff, right? 
Okay, like after Players. that first padded practice with Dan Campbell, I come in, I'm a big fan of the guy like everybody else at this point, but since the beginning, like his sound bites never bothered me. I can kind of tell when I look at a coach, is he real or not? Real like, versus fake. Yeah, because we know, right? Fans don't know that, sorry. Media people don't know that. Not the way we do. I saw Dan Campbell film and I knew. After that practice, yeah. He guy was huge. Yeah, he played uh, hard. Yeah, so after that practice, He's breaking the team down and he's like kind of leveling with them about putting them in pads. It's something that I don't think is necessary, but I understand that maybe they went really hard that day. He comes from a Sean Payton school of thought. You know, the 40 up downs, Greg Williams uh, coming from New Orleans made us do 40 up downs. So he was the same way. Greg didn't do the fucking up downs. He, he pushes these guys, but he also wants them to understand there's a point, there's a method, and that above all else, he's thinking about them. And when he says it, he follows it with, you have to trust me. And I can't tell you how many coaches say, you have to trust me, and it rings hollow. I can tell just listening to Dan that what he's saying is he's true. He's got a plan. He has a plan. He cares. And if a coach gives a fuck about me, all right, let's, let's, let's walk through hell, dude. You know, like, it doesn't matter. We'll walk through hell for a month. If, if, I be, if I really believe you care about me and you'll throw me a bone when, when you need to and you're gonna do enough to get us ready, but you know it's hard, you're a player, you know it's hard, I trust you, Yeah, I do. And his staff, I trust his staff. I'm not saying they're gonna be the best coaching staff in the league, but what he's done, assembling all those great former players, even the ones you haven't heard of played a decade in the league, okay? That you, 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 to play like a decade, nine, 10, 11 years in Campbell the league. Campbell played like, 11 years. It's fucking, it takes a right? lot. 11? It yeah. takes a lot of good work habits. It takes a lot of knowledge of the game. And it he's, takes, it takes a lot of resilience. Uh, is Resiliency, there, resilience. Is there any stats on if he's like the first like head coach to assemble that many past it's players? The, it's the biggest, uh, they said 83 or 85 years of, of combined experience among those coaches. It's the Playing. biggest. As players. Yeah, yeah. As, as players. That's insane. And I think, insane. And I they think put that, a lifetime of experience. And I think, I'd love to see the Chiefs numbers for that. And I think for him, that's putting a potential like nice like stamp for him as a coach of like look at what I'm doing and like if he can put this together and actually work out and for ex players that maybe want to get into coaching that's the, that's to, the big that one that me. if a coach like him is taking a chance and being like hey if we can make a guy end up understanding how to play the game in his position I can make him understand how to coach and coach kids up even if he doesn't fully understand X's and O's cuz I feel like that's maybe the more intimidating thing as retired player maybe you feel like hey I, maybe i don't know how to coach better than someone else so i don't want to try to get a job or yeah. i don't want to try to step into this realm just yet but seeing this and seeing how he's running his team i think that that'll give a lot of retired guys maybe more confidence to jump into it well i think it's cool because it is intimidating as you said but also like uh on top of that his coaching staff is very diverse you know, like he has, he has black position coaches all over the, and guys that played. Yep. And you know, like uh, we've got so many great future NFL coaches playing football right now that don't even, it's an afterthought to them because the access points aren't necessarily there. And the lifestyle kind of sucks sometimes. But when your head coach is a former player and you're a former player, I'll tell you, nothing made me miss football more than hearing those guys talk. Like just, I know Deuce, like I've, me and Deuce used to bullshit, you know, he was walking around Aaron Glenn, he's like, 
like he's just yeah. walking he's circles like, around like, Aaron like, Glenn. Yeah, he's vultures. walking circles around. Vultures. He's like, why are you circling me? Like Aaron Glenn's like, what the fuck are you yep. doing, dude? So are you walking around me? Like he's just been looking at his playbook because these guys they don't stop. Such like, an amazing scene. They got great energy. They're players. They know what it's like to have fun and yeah. work hard. And it made me miss football because when I was a vet, and I probably you, you guys are the same way as you got older in the league. Especially when you get up there and you're like 33, 34 years old and you're fucking tired of it. You really gravitate towards the guys that used to play that coach. Like when you want to bitch about something or you're just like fucking tired and you're just tired of dealing with the upstairs people. They can be your guy. Philip Daniels was one for G. me. G. Lou for you me. You know, like, yeah, Deuce. Greg Lewis. Yep. In, in, in St. Louis, Clyde Simmons was there. There were a bunch of former players, even guys you hadn't heard of. That coach, they they form a really unique bond with a lot of players because they can relate. So it's like it's a winning equation if you can figure the football out. Also, yeah. also for the relate thing, I think it's a big. I'm glad that they highlighted the fact that that one coach was saying that I guess other organizations or he felt that he was going to be pressured to cut his hair, and I think that is a huge like for. For a young black man, like thinking about getting a job and to have to feel like, dang, the only way that I'm going to maybe be considered for this job is that I need to change my physical appearance just to have a chance for it. And doesn't mean I'm guaranteed to get this job. I think that that also speaks like wonders to Dan Campbell. Dan's like, bring your skills and bring your energy. But, well, yeah, it's Calvin Shepard. Yeah, yeah, and all, uh, and also too, like Chris said, it's something that as a player, like yo, this guy looks like me. Like mm -hmm. I can, I feel like like I can relate to him more. Like I, I don't feel like he's just blowing smoke. That's something that I'm glad that they did highlight during the show. Last year when I was in Kansas City, I got to know Greg Lewis, former receiver in the NFL, and he's yeah. now a receivers coach. Uh, and last year he was a receivers coach with the uh, Chiefs, and he'd come down to the locker room before practice. Coaches don't go to the locker room usually; yeah. like they're not in the locker room. Right. He would go down there every day and talk like talk shit to the O line and yeah. get in a three point stance and give a shitty pass set, and like mm -hmm. people love to laugh at him. And yeah. he was a jokester, but he's a great coach. He he runs his guys hard, and we know that he played. And there's a level of comfort there between upstairs and downstairs that's nice in yeah. places like Detroit now and yeah. places like Kansas City and, and other teams I haven't been on. But in, in pro football, you have to have a lot of very hard conversations. More than most workplaces. I don't want to make blanket statements. But, you know, like these conversations make people blush in any other line of work. Uh, and half of having that conversation is putting yourself in the other person's position um, but getting your point across like these are all conversations that you have to know how people take yeah the you know the other con the conversation from the other side you have to get sense. your point across but you have to also be empathetic to the situation and the only way to do in. that is to have been in that in that situation the only way you can be have the awareness to, to know do what that. it fucking yeah. feels and dan like. has that well, Dan has it and all his guys, all have, guys it, so. have it. Yep. So, yeah. So, I thought about this with Aiden Hutchinson and singing and, like, the same thing with the linebacker kid. W rookie. Yeah. I, I, I was like, man. I mean, like, hey, just signed a $23 million contract. Uh, that's what the signing bonus was, as he said, uh, as he was up there being made to sing. But, you know, like, that's some fucking scary shit having to get up in front of that room and perform. What did you sing? Uh, me and Vibora saying you've lost that love and feeling. So we did it in the cafeteria in Mequon. But the whole the whole thing is you want to like if you can do a duet 
Like that's the way to go. It takes the pressure. I wasn't off smart you. enough to do that. Yeah. So me and Vabor did a duet. We did well. That was it. But Aiden Hutchinson got up there. He fucking fumbled over the first bar and Billy, uh, which Billy made it Jean. great. He made a comeback, right? But Somebody said out. reload. There was a football reload. coaching point. Reload. I was like, I was, I was, like, I was like, that's a football coaching word. Dan Campbell was like reload. But <laughs> but the thing is, I was like, damn. As hard as it is, imagine you're on hard knocks and you know that the whole country is going to see you perform, uh, sing karaoke. Like, and you're the first round pick. I don't have it in me, dude. Yeah, I don't have it in me. I don't. I like. I'm so thankful that that did not happen to me. But, and he came out looking good. We've established he's cool. That was Creed. You know, that like, was Creed but, Humphrey. But we we established he's cool. And if you establish that you're cool, like even your failures are going to be like a little easier to to take. Like if you have a bad practice or whatever, like guys are going to want to help you. And you know it goes down to like carrying pads and doing the rookie dinner yeah. and all that stuff. But I just like I hard knocks overall made me miss football. I don't miss football a lot, but like something weird about watching training camp and watching training camp in a building that I think would be fun to play in, like makes you miss football a little bit. And they maybe are staying at their house. Yeah, but hard knocks. Maybe. But yeah, just like we said, hard knocks is always fun for the beginning, but the later weeks when guys get cut. Cause I ain't gonna lie, when I got cut in Canada, yeah. I cried in my I cried in my dorm room before I had to leave. Like in the way they did it, they just throw all your stuff in a black trash bag and they just wrap it up with tape. Yep. And, and like sitting there with that bag, and like everyone's gone is that practice. I was just like, damn. Then you're like, like what am I doing now? Like, like what? Fuck! Like this sucks. Move? And then and then I'm in a different country, so like you have to think about that. Like I have to pack my bags to go through customs and do all this stuff like immediately. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's not like this is a CFL. Yeah, this is when I was in a CFL. Visa. But also, like it's not even you don't even get a work visa yet. Like because it wasn't like I was officially on the team again for that second year. But also too, it was the latter part of my career, so it's more it hit harder. Like yo, like this might be it. Like, like if I get cut, like I'm getting cut here. Like if no one else picks me Not up to mention, here, it's Winnipeg, yeah, yep. <laughs> so it's just like it's like, damn, that hurt. But thinking about if I had to go through that with that being like televised, I probably, even though you agree to it, I probably be like, nah, like get these cameras. That's the fucked up thing. I, I don't <laughs> think Jerry's you can get out of it. Where the gal runs from the camera. That would <laughs> be Nate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. You know what? No, like, like you are the, not the, the father, father and the gal. It's like ah, yeah, yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's a big that's a big uh, jokes on you, Batman. Oh, so, yeah. I'm gonna go on Gar Jerry Springer and get this mother. Bring your ass on Jerry Springer then. <laughs> All right. Hey, so I am not the father. Do you guys remember like a lowest moment? Oh camp? yeah, I've like uh, most dehumanizing. <laughs> well, that, was, that was just mine. That was <laughs> CFL yours. Yeah, camp. yeah, that makes sense. The most That's dehumanizing moment would be, and I saw an article about this last week. I'm not sure where from or who wrote it, but they were saying like players in let's just use the Bills for example. Players at Bills training camp are peeing in bottles in like record numbers or something. Yeah, like you know, and I want people to know that. I saw the question: Why are people peeing in bottles? And I did it myself. I, I had my my did it. Uh, yeah, I think I saw a piss bottle like last month. Oh, stop it! So in, in a game in, in training game camp, camp in training camp <laughs> in training camp, if you're staying in a dorm, yeah. you have one shared bathroom, especially at you know Olivet uh, Nazarene University, where the Bears did camp. 
Uh, you had one shared Bourbonite bur- uh, Bourbon bathroom, and there's like four stalls and like 50 dudes on one floor. But you have to also put in that we're in a female dorm, so there's no urinals. Female dorm. It's only oh. stalls. It's only stalls. Two showers, and um, and at night, the when you open and close the doors, it's really loud, and it wakes people up. So a lot of guys just pee in bottles at night because you hydrate so much when you get done you with meetings. Yeah. And you just piss all night, and you piss in <laughs> bottles. And that's really my low point is just like the, the, the piss. <laughs> Just the amounts of piss. But look, something, something for you to look up. <laughs> Some white boying for you guys. I've seen online that fermented piss it has medical <laughs> advantages, and there's people who do what you do, and they keep their piss yeah. in, 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 in like on mason jars. Yeah, Tom Hanks in, in, in Castaway, which is a great movie, by the way. That's what happened to Chet. different role than, than he drank the, How can you say they're all the same role? He was a fucking he Wilson to I'm not a that. smart man. <laughs> oh my Damn god. It, what's, what's your worst? Uh my worst um probably my second year I wasn't very good yet. I mean like, you know, I was I was playing hard. I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And you know, it was a really bad team. You think Detroit was bad last year? You think Detroit's like, this is chaos. Like, this is like, they're, the wheels are turning because the team's going to move in the near future, like in the distant future. And the, the organizations, there's multiple owners. They're fucking, it's just weird. So it's training camp my second year, and Steve Spagnuolo is the new coach. Uh, Spags. Yeah. And uh, I'm not having the best camp. It's a new system. A multiple system, but I'm not having the best camp. And Steve walks out. We're walking out the field, and he's like, "Hey, this has nothing to do with Chris Long, the person. Really like Chris Long, the person." I'm like, "Fuck, I don't, you know." Damn. And he's like, uh, "But we're gonna start Victor Adianju." He's like, uh, "You, you've lost, you know, like your job or whatever." And I'm like, "Damn, that's early in camp to lose my job, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> like uh fuck me dude holy shit uh but anyways everything worked out eventually there but just like you know you'll never forget the conversations and these I are the real picture, conversations i can hear spag saying that put his hand on my shoulder and everything little like, guy all the way up yeah there. little guy I was like fuck and i yeah, i love spags we've had him on the show Great guy. And like i said like he him not liking me the player at that point you know uh my in my second year it's okay, you know. Like it wasn't. It doesn't have to be personal, and and that's why we're cool now. I mean, that helps everything worked out for me. But you know, like uh, that was a tough moment. I I've had some really hard conversations in the league. That that's one of them, and uh, and it happened in training camp. Yeah, fucking like day three. <laughs> How bad was I day one and two, bro? Here, uh, another yeah. one. I got another one Go that ahead. I just remembered. That what? was like it was like a humbling conversation. Yeah. Harry Heastand, it was his first year coaching for the Bears. I think it was 17, 2017, 2018. He was the O-line coach. Yeah. And he had he has coached a number of guys that are going to be Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. And he wrote – the first thing he did when he got in there, he's one of those guys, didn't say a word when you, when the meeting started. Yeah. He just started writing on the board. Yeah. So, like, you would have to read it as he wrote it, which is a really smart way of doing things. Yeah. And he wrote a list of names. He wrote 12 names, including seven guys who are in the league currently. Yeah. Um, and he, he essentially was like, these are the guys that I've coached, you know, and one of which was in the room, one of right. which was Josh Sitton. Yeah. 
he put on really the good board. player really good player and i wasn't on the list yeah that he compiled uh-huh got and it. i'm sitting there and i'm like <laughs> what year is this this was like my sixth seventh year in the league goodness gracious yeah. shots fired shots fired and and he and he knew how to get me going and i i worked really hard under him but like oh he was playing he, he was, was playing he mind was, games he was uh geppetto and josh sitting was like this like, he was like this guy put me on his list he was oh, like that's fucking no he was like laughing at yeah, me yeah. he was like he ain't even seen me put on the pads yet he's that's, like i ain't blocking nobody josh <laughs> Josh isn't the funniest guy ever. Josh, it's not about you. This is he'd about be me. like Josh. He'd be like Josh. Would be like, please jump on my fucking leg during practice today. <laughs> Kill me. Uh, Get me out of here. <laughs> uh, Kyle, whenever you hear the the when guys are all talking, there's that buzz in in a position uh, meeting room. Which like when guys get in there, like okay, now we can act like children, and it's like all over the place. And then the coach walks in, <laughs> and people are still talking, and then you hear the you know like the little whiteboard if you hear it long enough everybody's like everybody just sits still and and shuts the fuck up because they're like what the fuck is this guy writing pavlovian response if a coach walks in a room and doesn't say anything for a while especially if he just starts writing something on the board you're about to get your ass chewed dude like big time because coaches are like that tiktok of the old guy the professor who walks in he's like morning good morning good morning different outfit every day same gestures if a coach walks in and breaks that monotony you're like fuck something what did we do something somebody died yeah somebody died or we were we john you're getting traded we were out of our gaps (laughs) you're getting traded but that first training camp before we move on to the news here that first training camp uh meeting when dan campbell walked in and that's that buzz like that's that's like uh, everybody's like catching up on their summer energy. Energy's crazy. The fucking nervous energy. The first padded practice. Like I was sitting there watching. I was like, "Give me a nine on seven right now. I want the first fucking one." Because you just can't wait to get out there and show people what you've been doing. Yeah, show, you know, yeah, like show out. Ready you are. Yeah. And it just it was hard watching Hard Knocks last night at 11 p.m. I was like, I kind of miss football. I'll admit that. Definitely, and, definitely and, did yeah. watching. Yeah. Andy so. Reid would start every team meeting off like all the big ones. You know, yeah. he'd start off and everybody would be in there buzzing like yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And he'd walk in three minutes late on purpose. He'd yeah. be in the hallway waiting uh-huh. and just hearing the energy build up. And he'd walk in and he'd go, "How about it?" Yeah, and everybody would be like, "Yes, That's so how good. about you it?" You know yeah. who? That's the, so good. You know who had the best start to meetings? I talked about him a few times on this pod, but shout out to Mel Tucker because great guy. He would compile different, like just like funny clips, usually like animals <laughs> and different type of like pursuit the and like predatory videos, yeah, and yeah. like make it incorporated with like tackling yeah. or striking or the gunner on punt team, yeah, things like <laughs> yeah. that. And it was something that I think about it now, but. To try to get a group of guys engaged before, like you're getting serious and you're getting into the playbook talk, like that was a real good way. And he used to do a real good job. I don't know if he had someone looking these up for him or if he, yeah. like, well, he got paid so re- much, recycles it. Oh yeah, <laughs> he or if he recycles Antelopes. it. But I'm sure the guys at Michigan State, I'm sure they they get plenty like they, real they good know videos. they know david attenborough's voice like, yes, really well yes, up yeah. there in uh in east lansing okay so the first the first topic of conversation odell beckham what if odell lobbies to take less with herbert no there's too many there's too many too <laughs> he, many mouths he, he, but, but but he's coming he's coming off an injury 
Like, it could, yeah. he could take this year, take a one-year deal. He'll be ready halfway through the season. That's what I'm to. saying. Yeah, so you t you go somewhere that has stars and, like, hey. Rehab that, all year and show up in the playoffs. But also, like, you'll get more balls that way because people aren't going to really be that inclined when you have Keenan Allen and some of these other <laughs> these other weapons there. I feel like that's probably a good situation for him to jump into because – for him to think that he's going to go somewhere and take like just be the number one. No, he's he's no longer he's no. Listen, Odell, he, he's Odell, an auxiliary too. Here's here's what here's what Odell is. He's most importantly to me, if I'm a GM, not just a great player who can still play in any system. He just showed it in LA. Like he did different things there that you were like he did some dirty work there. Like he ran a lot of he ran a lot of you know like. Um, gutsy little out routes and shit and scrap for the you know the chains it wasn't just acrobatic catches right and he played second fiddle to cooper cup but he was also really important to the rams in that super bowl you know why because when he left the game they started sputtering yeah. so he was a big deal to them so if i'm a gm like i know that not only am i getting a guy that's buying in to win but he's also still really good and can be a team player so all that shit we were worried about with odell it's not true the one thing that is true about odell though is the amount of injuries that he's accrued over the last three to four years has been more than we think. Like, look at the timeline. I mean, obviously last year you have the ACL. 2017, he fractured his ankle. Jeez. 2018, four games with a quad. Started 15 and 19, so he had pretty much a complete 2019. And then he had surgery in the offseason for core muscle, if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, and then 2020, he played in seven games before the ACL happened. Then the ACL in the Super Bowl. So he's been through the fucking ringer. You know what I mean? Like, you got hurt a lot at the end of your career. I got hurt a lot. It wears in a, you in down. Stretch in the middle of my career. It fucking, it's amazing to me. You start to question that your body's failing you and that yeah. you can't put your foot in the ground and drive off the way you used to. And so, you know, you, it's certainly good to take a flyer on Odell. And I think whenever he's ready, that would be exciting for any team. Um, but Green Bay I, Packers. I don't think the Packers are a great one. But if you're Odell, you want to win another Super Bowl. I know he won that Super Bowl, but I know he probably wants to be on the field the entire Super Bowl. Like yeah. I know that probably hurt him not to be able to take one of the last snaps and, and run out on the field with his teammates and all that stuff. So, like, Buffalo. You, he still wants to win, right? Buffalo. That's the one, dude. That's that's the one to me. I mean, like, they've been looking for a really good number two. They're a juggernaut. Um, yeah. You you know, teams, teams that sit in zone and are afraid of Josh Allen's legs, like, he, he's a guy that can find those little soft spots. Like they, they had concerns at slot. Um, you know, the, the, the Raiders have popped in. I, I think the Raiders say, are a really nice fit for him, too. And then him in the Razor jersey probably will look really sweet. Oh, he looks so cool in the Razor jersey. <laughs> well, one yeah. thing about Odell is at this point in his career, to your point with all the injuries, he wants to go somewhere where his his ability or his availability is not the determining factor in the team's success right so you go you plug and play in a place like buffalo right and you feel confident that even if i'm not available next week you, got, you guys are great right right, right right yeah yeah but i can I, help i can be a huge help you have to be the number one anymore <laughs> okay. but i think one thing that really factors in and he just came from a place that is known to do this is he needs to be somewhere where they take care of vets Odell's gonna get taken care of anyways. Odell's a guy that I'm really I'm really rooting for, man. Like and he already got what what I think he deserves with, yeah. with a Super Bowl, but like I want to Everybody see was him. gutted when he got hurt. Yeah, dude. Bowl. And you know what? It's very rare that like everybody fucking likes a player online. And I'm also like, yeah. I really like that guy. Yeah. You know, like I've met him a couple times. I was like, what a nice guy, dude. What a cool Super guy. Super nice. Yeah, like I can see why guys love playing with him. Yeah. You know? But 
He's also famous enough to take the air out of the room if you're Baker Mayfield and you're nervous as fuck about am I am I keeping this guy happy? Both things can be true. Oof. I'm not saying that it's anybody. I'm saying it's Baker's got to be a big boy in that situation. But yeah, anyways, I I digress. Uh, baseball, couple baseball things before we get to our draft here. Nate, I'm into the Little League World Series now, dude. You were right. I think Matt asked an interesting question in the car yesterday. He made an interesting point. Like, we're struggling. Okay, Aaron Judge is is on pace to break Roger Maris' record, right? In New York. Tallest and, player. No, home runs. <laughs> it was funny because I walked in here. You're the baseball guy. And I was like, we got to talk about Aaron Judge today. You're like, what's he doing? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, here's the point. This is the point. Like, I can remember maybe it was our age. And maybe this answers the question. Barry Bonds. But like, yeah, the race to 70, all that stuff. McGuire hitting a low liner over the oh, left field huh. wall. Like, it's all so nostalgic, right? White batting gloves. White batting gloves. Steroids. The whole thing. But like... It, the the nation was was gripped by baseball. Every night, Sports Center was like oh, a fireworks. And, and maybe show. the problem is that Sports Center is not what what it once was. I mean, shout out to our guy, Stu Scott, the Randy Scott. But you know, like the music, the fucking nostalgia of the old Sports Center. Somebody our age is hard to like recreate that. But um, the point is, Aaron Judge is on pace to break Roger Maris' record. And really, when you look at Everybody else, because I went and looked, he's on pace to be at 65 or something, which would fall short of Barry Bonds' record at 73. But, um, you know, like you look at the pacing of all those players that were north of 60, that landed north of 60, they're all on pace game 100 or two or wherever we are for 63, 64, 65. And then they fall off? No, they, they, they end up 68, 70, whatever they were. Like, Barry Bonds was not way ahead of Aaron Judge's pace at this point. Darren Bonds. So Barry Judge Bonds, and Bonds. So you're saying but Bonds and Judge have a similar pace at, at this point in the season. That's in what I'm 2001, That's when incredible. Barry Bonds had 73 home runs, he was he was at 47 home runs through 112 games. Aaron Judge has 45 home runs through 112. So, so he was he's so Aaron, Aaron Judge, although he's and you know like. No one wants to say it out loud, right? Like some people are saying it out loud, but more articles that I read are about Roger Maris' record, the you know the Yankees' record, which is sixty or sixty-one, right? Sixty-one. 61. And at this they made point, a movie. Yeah, in this point in uh, Roger Maris's sixty-one season, he had forty-one home runs. That's so, what it's called. So the point is that like there's a guy who's who's a New York Yankee. He's like a fucking movie star. He looks like He's what a huge. comic book baseball player would look like like a heroic comic built like book. xerxes yeah he's built like xerxes yeah. he's he's mashing dongs left and right over the wall there every night he's on tv every night and you don't know he's and listen i'm not this isn't a diggy you i'm saying like i didn't know until like a week ago baseball dude. marketing and branding is terrible but but we are glued to the to tv to watch the little league world series like i know montana has to play nevada here soon or whatever yeah. it is like i watched nevada and fucking uh and utah the other night poor kid uh you know kind of like you know it's four four he he walks he loses his control kind of leaves him <sighs> and you know what that feels like as a yeah. little leaguer so not only can you relate but also the sympathetic adult in you is like, man, I hope this kid gets out of this situation. So it kind of becomes a fucked up reality TV show a little bit. Yeah. Is that what makes it so watchable? Cause like, it's not higher level baseball. No, obviously. it's great baseball, just on a mini field. Well, it also makes it remark. There's an interesting like um, human element to the whole thing, which is obviously that these kids are so grown up. 
Like these kids are doing very grown up things. Mature. But they're emotionally still tiny kids, dude. When you were 12, you were just like a puddle of emotion. I was dude. a child. You were a child, dude. At least, you know, like some kids grow up by 12, but I didn't grow up by 12. No. Not even close. And a lot of these kids, I think it's the same thing, but they're on national TV and they're fucking playing the biggest games of their lives, dude. Like blowing saves, making errors, crying. Like walking people, it's it's proposing to their girlfriends. That'd be no, sick. Yeah. When's the first Little League World Series proposed? <laughs> Hitting dingers, yo. Mm. The Utah kid. One kid grew Utah up really kid. fast. You see who he put as his favorite actress? This is great. This kid, yeah, this kid. Um, no, it's not great actually. <laughs> who do you twelve? Who Who's the put? Alexis Texas? <laughs> <laughs> who approves? Like who they get the right down. That's the funniest thing. If, if that's whoever's incriminating, in the, whoever's don't put in the it in TV there. truck or in the they should be congratulated. They don't watch porn. Like they're they're no, they no, do. There was no, this one. They, they don't, dude. Because nobody is nobody who knows. That's not worth your job to be like to phone home and be like, hey, did you see what I let? That's true. Like whoever the person is at the hotel for ESPN PR. When all those kids arrive on their Quicks buses and they get off and they have the little questionnaire and this kid writes down Alexis, Texas. It's, they need to fucking amend that, right? Oh my God. But what dude. if you're that parent? How would you feel if your son did that? If you're the dad, the dad? you're like, how do you know that? Well, it's his choice, right? <laughs> I guess he likes girls. I guess he likes big butts. I guess he made his choice. <laughs> You know, I'm going to support him. Well, that's that. Uh, I am one kid. <laughs> and how about those kids with the great sportsmanship, huh? Good oh, for yeah. them. You know what? These kids are these kids are heroes, man. Imagine imagine that moment and being fucking 12 and and then remembering in the middle of it I'm on TV, dude. I'm on TV. I and, gotta, then, and then and then uh the kid runs the first, who by the way, both these kids look enormous. Yeah. These kids look way older Danny than Danny Almonte. Well, do they have regulations? Mm, I don't know. For that now? Like, who checks probably. the birth certificates now? It's probably way more in-depth than it used to be. Hopefully it, somebody better than who checks the favorite actress list. Exactly. <laughs> I like sure. that. Yeah, that's good. So, anyways, the, he, here's a question for you guys. Vaughn Grissom, this kid Vaughn Grissom, first at bat for the Atlanta Braves, hits a dong over the green monster. We could piss up. So is there... The like, first pitch, too. First pitch, first, first pitch at bat, saw. fucking over the green monster. Reed, there's, and I, I would ask you this, Reed, like, do you think there's a better way to start your career? Better first play in sports, like, even conceivably. Like Hole in one, par four. In a regular season game. Hole in one on par four, okay. First swing? You asked. First swing? Yeah. No, nah, not as cool. Shut the fuck up, dude. Not as cool. Okay. Dude. I not think, cool. let's put it up for a vote. Yeah, sure. What's cooler, hole in one on your first, or a home run on your first? Home run, easy. Yeah, dude. See, it, I disagree. The hole in one might hole be more one. rare. It might be more rare, which makes it cooler. Well, are you talking in your first, like you're on the, your first PGA Tour? Like event, when Tiger Woods saying, went from an amateur to a professional and played yeah. his first match, had he hit a hole in one on his first thing? 
Yeah, way cooler. It no. wouldn't have been cooler. I, I disagree, dude. No. I, I really do disagree. This kid got called up from Double A. He's 21 years old. It's the first pitch he sees. Look, he I don't mean to take anything monster. away from Von Grissom. No, it's it's just amazing. A it's we're built for first take. Let's do it. Okay. Because so, think about it. How many, I think Tiger. I think if if a golf if Von Grissom the golfer were to play in his first golf event as a professional and hit a hole-in-one in his first shot, it would be cooler Kyle, than... there are a lot of mid-golf events, dude. You could have been at, like, fucking any <laughs> mid-golf course. If he was at the Premier Tour, the Live Tour, no, and he hit a hole-in-one on the first shot... He's like, uh, he's like, hey, the, the, the commissioner wants <laughs> to talk to you, and he invites you to, like, a beheading. Yeah. After the Greg match. Norman's just there with yeah, a Greg, with Speedo Greg arm. Norman's there starting the chainsaw. <laughs> so... <laughs> I know, I have an iPhone, and that got built in some terrible factory. I got it. But there's just, the line is so straight to beheadings there. Yeah. So, anyways, he's hitting it in front of a bunch of people in one of the biggest sports towns in America. You're right. In the most iconic, I mean, think about it. Is there a more iconic thing to hit a ball over than the Green Monster? We used to call this row of boxwoods that we'd hit tennis balls over the Green Monster. Maybe the 16th at Pebble Beach. Yeah, but you don't start your, you know, you know what I mean. Like maybe if the guy magically started his career at Pebble Beach, you're right. I don't know. You are right. We won the debate. Well, I'm this is a really cool I'm, take on first take because, like, when people actually are like, "No, you're right." I'm conceding. Are you doing? I'm just waiting for Molly Karam. I'm waiting for Molly Karam to say, "Go to break." No, next, uh, next topic. <laughs> you're not going to yell at me. That's what Ryan Clark said to Mad Dog. Mad Dog's like, "This is my normal voice." <laughs> <laughs> What? What do you mean yelling at you? I think the only one, maybe a, as a kicker in the NFL, right? First, first you you get called up or whatever, and then maybe it's in the playoffs. You get called up off the regular squad. season, though. Regular sweet season, maybe week would, seventeen, uh, week eighteen, yeah. with the, with the season on the line. That might right. be bigger because you can win a game that way. Right, right. Yeah, Kyle Guy free throws. They weren't his first. But they were the coolest. They were cool. That's a good point. <laughs> Shout out to Kyle Guy. It is um, his birthday today. Who, great Kyle guy. guy. Happy guy. birthday, oh, Kyle Oh, happy guy. birthday, Kyle Guy. I hope you got to play golf today. I hope the Bengals <laughs> win the Super Bowl if the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow on a golf cart at practice. We love Kyle Guy. Chilling. Um, okay, cool. So uh, if Kyle makes it back to the NBA, he cannot wear number six. The league just retired number six for all teams. In LeBron honor. James. Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> who by the way i know i put a highlight tape yesterday of um of of jj reddick reacting to bob Cousy highlights uh, over right. at fireman read nice job on that ralph nice job on that you guys did a good job and a lot of people uh some people thought it was serious that bob Cousy was really good i was like bob Cousy is nice because the backstory is jj reddick said he played with a bunch of firemen and uh and plumbers which is true they were <laughs> yeah, literally guys it. that were plumbers and firemen yeah. in the off season yeah so you know, jj was like uh color me not so impressed and there was a big backlash jerry west was like oh jj reddick wasn't that fucking awesome uh, like you know the whole thing even though he fucking was uh and by the way i ruled that you know on this jerry west is he misrepresented thing i think he is i heard from some people in the know that he's not that bad the thing is <laughs> Um, I put up that highlight video yesterday of uh, Bob Cousy and JJ reacting and the whole thing, and it reminded me that I haven't heard JJ Redick eulogize Bill Russell yet. What has he got against guys from the 60s and the 50s and the 40s and the 30s? What is it about? Maybe it's the Celtics. Maybe it is the Celtics. Or maybe he's an ageist fuck. 
Could be. <laughs> I love JJ Reddick though. I love him. That was a joke, JJ. I know you're listening. Big fan of the pod, I know. Yeah, hey guys, uh, here's the 90s, babes. Let's go. Let us know who won the draft. Oh, Chris, you didn't win. All right, let's pull them out. Whip them out. So the criteria of the draft is any nostalgic and respectfully the word babe. That's a retro word. That's why we're including it in this. this It started as a 90s babe thing, but um, Kyle was like, let's let's do a nostalgic babe thing, which I'm sure Reed appreciates because he's going to draft all dead women. (laughs) They're on my big board. They're on your big board. His big board is a cemetery, man. (laughs) (laughs) His big board is the Hollywood cemetery. (laughs) Does everybody understand the game? These, it doesn't have to just be actresses, right? Just any babe from your childhood, any nostalgic babe, although many of them might be actresses. Am I hearing? Yes, with the first pick in the 90s babes draft, Reed's going with Shell Pfeiffer. Okay. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite sound in these kind of drafts. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer's whip cracking in Batman. You guys are really into leather, huh? Is that is that what I just found out? Because is, so. is that her leading? Like, man, I remember Michelle Pfeiffer in that one. I'm just curious. Maybe Scarface from the '80s. Oh, yeah, Scarface. you're talking about '90s ones. Yeah, probably yeah. Catwoman. I like her being Catwoman better because I think that was a stronger role. You know, the Scarface. <laughs> Scarface Michelle Pfeiffer was a pushover. She should have killed Tony, dude. She should have killed that motherfucker. For sure. That's a nice pick, Reed. Yeah. Chris, you're up second. Okay. Some people are going to say it's a reach, but I just couldn't go through the pain of anybody else drafting Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sandra. Sandra, <laughs> Sandra. She's incredible. Sandra Bullock, uh, speed. Sandra Bullock, uh, time to kill. Sandra Bullock, ooh. ooh Man, time to kill. Oh, uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, you're thinking I'm, of somebody else? Yep. Did I just put somebody? (laughs) I just put somebody on your big board. It's definitely Julia Roberts who I'm thinking about. Okay, so I I got Sandra Bullock, um, and so gracious that time that Brian Nelson awkwardly uh, set me up like an arranged marriage for an awkward photograph at the ESPYS. I told Brian, "Don't do that." He did it, and the picture is awful. Oh, that's so (laughs) great! Yo, she is cool. I like Sandra. She was so nice to me. For stopping and taking that picture. All right, I'm up. Easy pick. I'll take Halle Berry. Yo, I knew he was going to go. Do that. Wow. Like, I knew he was going to go. do that. Wow. Like, oh my goodness. Wow. Like, what the hell? Wow. I, I, I honestly you knew Matt Neil Long's That's, house I right like now. Matt, the, I feel like <laughs> the phones I feel are like, buzzing. I feel like Matt, Matt, Matt fed me. He fed me this paper with number four on it so I could pick last. Like, that's crazy. It's crazy. And if you think about it, I should pick first in every draft, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we want to, if we want to be honest. This is so good. This is, we got, we, we yeah, Damn. Good. So. We got speak for yourself, Nate, here today. All right. All right. So, my first pick since he just messed my big board up. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn, dude. You came to the dance and didn't think that somebody might draft Holly Berry? Halle Berry, Halle Berry. 
There's a whole motherfucking song, Halle Berry, dude. It's I'm a gonna pop go. Co- she's I, an icon. I'm going to go with. Damn. <laughs> he had one person on his big board. He had Halle Berry. I'm going to go with Mariah Carey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Banging, Chris, banging Christmas music seems really nice, too, right? No, I think she's batshit crazy. Oh, you but think she's crazy? Yeah, okay. she. Something's going on that's good to make Nick Cannon do a whole tattoo that size. She did yeah. the. She did the. Okay. I don't know her. Right? How great is that? Yeah, yeah, that's someone her. else that maybe would have been on my big board. But okay. she, <laughs> J Lo, mm-hmm. when they they ask her, her and yeah. J Lo like repeatedly go back and forth, and they asked her. Like, hey, what do you think about J Lo? And she's like, I don't know who that is. Oh God! And they like, and they like famously like do that back and forth. I think it's just like, it's a, like a, a, they, a singer, maybe like a single little singer beef. That was the first marketing uh, exchange of its of its kind in the music industry, probably like a orchestrated beef. It sounds like. All right, Kyle's up. I don't know how I, f- I found a way to fetishize this list, uh, <laughs> but my first pick is Jessica Rabbit. What? Wow, yes. that's a good pick, bro. Kyle has a cartoon fetish. Oh, and leather again. Oh my back, goodness! Back to the leather. Just a buxom babe, you know. I respect that in the first round. Were you worried one of us was going to take it? I wasn't grabbing on. I wasn't holding on to that pick too hard. <laughs> I knew Hental bestiality being, Damn, Kyle, being acceptable little, in this draft just opens up a lot of things. No, it's not the rabbit. What? Not the rabbit. Oh. This is the rabbit. Hole. It's the rabbit. It's the because at first I was like he picked a rabbit. That's what that's what I thought too. Yeah. Okay. It's not, not just you. Oh, it's, it's, it's also, yeah, it's oh, also Jessica me. Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the, it's this girl. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, lady. yeah it is. But like throwing anime in there is kind of like. Well, hey, listen. God bless him if he wants to unload the whole animated clip on us. Man, I don't think he's gonna win the draft. No. Round two. Hey, hey, yes, you just wait for my second okay, round. Okay, 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 okay. We're, no, we're not doing snake? Yeah. We are not. Well, wonderful. Reed's going, uh, Reed's going to go Carmen Electra. Ooh. Carmen Electra, solid yeah. Pick, okay. Solid pick. Yeah, she, uh, she like to have sex with Dennis Robin, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Me and Dennis. Rod. <laughs> Rod. <laughs> Reed and Rod. It's a good pick. No one's arguing with you there. Carmen Electra is like a blue blood, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like a Kentucky or like uh, That's Kansas. Right. You can't go wrong with that pick. I just really had a thing for uh, Christina Applegate, man. Christina Applegate. I mean, just, she she was just, I don't know, something about her. You know, That's we just heard J-Lo. J-Lo is definitely... Will Ferrell said it best when he said, ass like a North Star, wise men are going to want to follow it. Who said that about Will Ferrell? About Christina Applegate in Anchorman. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when Drake was like, "Yo, you got a big one." I did forget about that, dude. That, that yeah, she yeah, something about her, man. I don't know, Christina Applegate. Fuck it. Well, I got to throw that in because there's gonna be some other brunettes that I might take, and I my wife could be listening. But again, this is before 2000. I got to pick a blonde. You know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying. But when you said you might pick a brunette, it made me think I maybe should take this person sooner. You might want to do it. Or maybe I'm just playing psychological warfare with you, Matt. All right. I'll, I'll take her. I'm going to take Jennifer Love Hewitt. Great pick. Great pick. Oh. Yep. It's on me? Yeah. I'm going with my second pick. I'm going with Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Great pick. 
Because you got to think about it too. In the 90s, if you've seen Tyra, most likely she had a plethora of models following right behind her. Oh, that's creative. Got to think about it. Yeah. Think about those type of parties uh-huh. you're going with, with uh-huh. Tyra. As well as STDs. Whatever, bro. At the end of the day, everyone in the 90s, if you were a model, if you've seen her, you're probably dropping, you're probably losing but, your shit. But nobody wants to be the tall guy or the, the small guy, rather. Nobody wants to be the short guy. You become the short guy. You're out with those those girls, man. They got heels on. They're six foot. Like all of a sudden, Doctor Fax doesn't look so tall, bro. It's fine. Okay, I, I look great. Like and you pose. Hey, come take a picture with all of us. You're not gonna be laughing then. Whatever, bro. Yeah. Don't try to shit on my pick, bro. I'm not. I'm just presenting you a <laughs> different way of thinking about things. I'm so so glad that I was able to make it to this pick with this with this gal saw on the board because uh, she is my first round pick honestly but I, I got away with murder with the first um, <laughs> I'm going with Cameron Diaz particularly from the mask the mask we were talking about that yeah. before you, yeah we were like what 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 if what's we got to name the best performance that's the mask for her yeah I mean. When when Jim Carrey was in there in the mask in the uh, in the venue watching her perform and his jaw dropped, his tongue dropped onto the thing and rolled out and then it rolled back up and into his mouth. That was every one of us as nine year old to five year old kids watching Cameron Diaz. Oh, saying, I, can't under- I can't understand what's happening in my in my pants right now. <laughs> I need to take a walk, I think. (laughs) Mom sat me down to have this sex ed talk, and I like beat her to the punch. I was like, yep, that's why when I see a pretty girl, my penis sticks up. (laughs) And I think that's like a pick six on the first play for a parent. I really do. I think like she had this whole plan. She probably talked to dad about her for a while, the whole thing. We sat on the couch, and I just, yeah. All right. (laughs) My third pick, Elizabeth Hurley. She is, yeah. uh, she's from uh, the Austin Powers uh, movies. Does she have a weird Twitter? Vanessa Kensington. She's uh, got an awesome social media. I think she's nuts, right? Like, and she has a funny social media. I don't know. But like, I'll constantly see that Elizabeth Hurley followed me and I ignore it because it's like spam. You know, like, I'm just like, this couldn't be, you know, but uh, she follows like 70,000 people or something. Oh, man. Some people are going to call this a reach. Let's go, Marissa Tomei. Oof. Kings out there know. The real 90s kings out there know. They know. Who's that? Marissa Tomei. Is that... Um, he just rolled his eyes she's at still Marissa killing it, Tomei. To yeah, she is. Who is it? My cousin Vinny. He's, oh, yeah, he's, she is hot. Yeah, yeah. Marissa Tomei. Oh, she's in a lot of movies. Yeah, she's beautiful. Marissa Tomei. God, I got some good ones coming uh, here. Dude. <laughs> I'm so split right now, but... Wait, wait, wait. I'd be upset if she got taken. So I'm just going to go with Jennifer Aniston. Mm. Solid. That's like uh, she hadn't gotten taken buying her. into uh, Berkshire Hathaway. That's a Warren Buffett stock right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's that's got it. It went too long, probably. Right? Yeah. Not not drafting. Is it because we've all heard that her breath stinks? There's no novelty. Get on my- There's no novelty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Been, everybody's been thinking about Jennifer Aniston since 1995. You know, how about some of these? That's the version I'm drafting. Brand season one. How, okay, yeah, and that's the version to draft. I mean, any version's great, but I, I think there's a lot of uh, actresses that we overlooked in the pre-internet era before uh, AOL started. She had a Rolling Stone cover that blew my mind <laughs> once upon a time. 
Jennifer Aniston and Good pick. Uh, great pick. All right, Dr. Fox. It's on me. I am going with because I want to mess up someone's board. I'm going to go with Danielle Fischel. <laughs> Chris doesn't even know who that is. I don't know that one. Topanga it's, yeah, Lawrence. Topanga. Oh, yeah. You know, cool. Topanga Lawrence. Didn't watch TV. Oh, yeah. You didn't watch TV? You didn't watch Boys Meet World? I really didn't. Oh, my didn't goodness. watch Saved by the Bell. I had a crush on Topanga. It's a good pick. Topanga was thicker than a Snickers. Yes, so. he was. <laughs> you know when you leave a, a candy bar in the in the refrigerator? And it's just like gets is, even thicker. Is this me? Is it my turn? <laughs> no. Oh, my no. turn. Kyle's up. I'm gonna go with Wendy Peppercorn from Shanlock. Damn. Damn. I think, I think every young boy can relate to uh seeing something that's unattainable and doing unspeakable things to try to attain it. Oh, Her name man. Marley Shelton. Faking being faking. Great pick, Kyle. Would you would you would you fake be drowning for that? Hell yeah. Yeah. For mouth to mouth. Is that the lowest of the low, faking faking drowning, so you get mouth-to-mouth by the hot lifeguard? That's like the guy at training camp who fakes to be overheating until they realize that they have to shove a thermometer up their ass. <laughs> I, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> not faking cramps anymore. I'll practice. <laughs> I'll practice. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll go my fourth pick, another Austin Powers gal, Heather Graham. Great, oh. great, 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 great. Good pick. Who still looked great in uh, The Hangover. But Boogie Nights is probably her yeah. best role, in my opinion. If you really want to make a hot 90s babe list, you just have to look at all the chicks that Nick Cannon has been with. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. That's funny. <laughs> because Nick Cannon, his old roster, <laughs> is unbelievable. And uh, I don't know if he got with Christina okay, Medley okay, on, but he did okay. the movie with I have her. My pick. Who? Oprah. <laughs> I Damn. like him. Chris, I like I'm with him. that. Ah, get away from Oprah. A la the David Chappelle skit. Look at Stefan's living. Look at how he's living, dude. Right, I'm going to keep this train moving and take Sarah Michelle Geller. That's good. Sarah Michelle Geller. That's fucking, mm-hmm. that's a great pick. I'm going Kelly Williams. Oh. That was um, um, Laura Winslow. Off of Family Matters. Yep. Spent a lot of time watching that show, and Laura was very, very sexy. I know exactly who you're talking about. That's a great show. Looks like he uh, played for the Kings. No, 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 no. I've got two picks lined up here. No, uh, no, you don't get to. No, he played in the PBA. Good pick. <laughs> you're sick. Well, uh, does a 2001 movie reference not count here it still counts it's your childhood all good yeah. okay so in 2001 there was a movie with freddie prince jr um and the female lead was she's dying Field. and it's called summer, <sighs> summer catch, catch. Yeah. and at one point in summer catch jessica beale is out there in a crop top That's and she's strange. mowing the lawn it's a push mower and it's another one of those scenes that really changed my life if you know what i'm saying so jessica beale round four pick for me i think is a steal Okay, uh, I'll go Margot Robbie last year. Wait, it's not your pick. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm stretching the vintage. I'm fucking with Kyle. Dang, does someone? But he is in 2001. You were I was 12. You were 12. That's vintage for Kyle. Count it. And it's a great pick. And it's like taking a shot. It's like shooting a shot a little bit. We'll go Krista Allen. 
known on this show as the woman in the elevator from Liar Liar. <laughs> oh God, dude, are you serious? <laughs> you took the woman from Liar Liar in the elevator? You she was, she fucking was assassin. Un- inexcusably hot. You assassin, dude. Oh, Reed. <laughs> Holy shit. We've only mentioned her on this show like a hundred times. Where she is she? Some... She. She has a cameo, doesn't she? She's she's done uh, Two and a Half Men, X, X oh. Files, Smallville. How does that work? Okay, Shania Twain. Whenever Shania Twain was at her peak, Shania Twain, dude. Give me Shania Twain. she still Twain. got it in 1883. I'm she sh- still got it. I'm sure. And, uh, and I, I just want to say this. It looks like I've drafted one blonde. That's right. And that's only because there's only room enough for one blonde and one drafted blonde on the podcast in my life. That I, I love you, Meg. All right, my fifth round pick. I'm Kyle. So have, you t- have you have you told your wife you love her yet? I didn't tell her I was doing this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, have you told your girlfriend that you that you love her? I love her. I love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I love you, babe. <laughs> All right, I'm really split right here between two. I don't think anybody else would go with Elaine from Seinfeld, but that's the one I'm tempted by. God, you know what, Matt? But I'm not going to take her, even though that's probably personally really close. I think I'm going to go with Uma Thurman, who I also enjoy. Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction? I prefer Kill Bill Uma Thurman, actually. Okay. So you have a foot fetish, is that it? You're falling for all that uh, fucking uh, Quentin Tarantino stuff. He puts like a hundred feet in his movies. It wasn't the feet I was looking at. Okay. I love all of his movies because of the weird shit like that. That yellow, that yellow bodysuit. All right, Nate. Well, can I pick two? <laughs> it's last pick. No, I'm going. Yeah, with... sure, sure, sure. Yeah. No, you can you can Ooh. name honorable mentions after the fact. I could do a pair. I'm you gonna get, do a pair. You get a pair because yeah. But this is kind of like exposing my my little horny ass. I'm going with Lauren Graham and Alexis Beidel. Lorelai Gil- and Rory Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. A show that I used to be, not forced to watch, but I used to watch with my mom. And I just used to find <laughs> the mom <laughs> really sexy for some reason. Okay. It's a good pick. I right. like her too. Just to be clear, you're taking the mom and daughter from Gilmore Girls? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Reed, how? Because I'm pretty sure the mom's not doing well, Reed. You're uh, like a vulture circle in that pick. Yeah. Uh, I respect that, Nate. <laughs> I named it a cartoon character, so. That's incredible. Um, so, with my fifth pick, I'm going with another movie that shaped me as a youth. Bull Durham's Susan Sarandon oh boy. was my first real taste of an older woman who knew exactly what she was doing and how to get it. And it, it, what was, it was the hot. second taste? It was hot. It was hot. Uh, and then my honorable mention will be. Um, God, let's just. Taking down cougars, that's a little. My two, my two honorable mentions are uh, Cheryl Hines, oh, and Denise Richards. Mm. Did nobody pick J Lo? 
No. Mm-mm. We got to cancel the draft. Can we do I one was, last round so I somebody can do it? I'll take, I, I can do another round. Let's do another round. Sure. This is like guys at a bar. Let's name another hot actress. I, yeah. And uh, so I also take Jessica Alba. That's a good oh, that's good a great one, one Kyle. Let's save it. We'll do one more round. I'll fall in the J-Lo grenade. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just joking. <laughs> go ahead. Who's up? You can have J-Lo. Let's see. My big board is a little low here. Who said Cheryl Hines a minute ago? Kyle. Me. You're pretty good, Kyle. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Heather right. Locklear is my sixth. Ooh. Yes, sir. Somebody <laughs> take J-Lo. Please take that woman. You're up. You can take her. Oh. Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> rope J-Lo, undrafted. Not nice. <laughs> Not could, friendly. Is that so like you couldn't you couldn't wait for someone to pick her so you could say all no, that? No, honestly, I was That's gonna draft No, I was gonna draft J-Lo until I saw Shannon Elizabeth on my fucking list right here, and I said nobody nobody deserves to be drafted with a nostalgic eye more That's than Shannon Elizabeth in American Pie, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I had had sex at that point in my life. Well, American Pie, when did that come out? 99. Hadn't had sex yet. So it was mystical. I was like, man, this is crazy. I hope I don't end up like him. I do, but I, 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 I hope it's not that quick. And we know? all did end up like him. <laughs> Speak for yourself. You know? <laughs> all right. I'm torn on this last I was one. like Ken Griffey Jr., first pick <laughs> at the kingdom. Just had it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> Only my dad wasn't in the dugout. Yeah, I was about to say, was your dad? No. <laughs> Just having a catch with my dad. (laughs) Shannon Elizabeth, man. Had that guy so worked up, he fucked a pie, dude. He fucked a cobbler. All right. I think I'm going to go with uh, Nev Campbell here. Nev Campbell. I didn't think of her until somebody mentioned Denise Richards. Denise Richards. I think this has to be like an NFL draft. I think we need to go one more round. I think we need to go seven rounds. There's a lot of value in the seventh. There's, you do not want to miss. Who's Miss, your miss David. is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to miss David Vora here, man. Fuck. Okay. Six. I am going with Gabrielle Union. Wow. In the back of my six. Bring it on. Oh, Impala. Bring it on was a great movie. And yeah, she was very hot in that movie. All the women that the game okay. referenced. Burr, it's cold far. in here. You think yeah. some white girls came up with that shit? No, dude. Didn't say that. <laughs> Is that in the movie? That's one of her lines. I don't I remember the movie the that well. Came in the atmosphere. Oh, man. It's about uh, it's about like a white cheerleading squad. I know it's about. Stealing. Yeah. Stealing dude, yeah, from the black. Perfect. Going across town yeah. to the hood and watching the black girls routines and stealing them and bringing them back believe me i would love it if that would stop altogether the dab <laughs> in the white community is one of the worst things that ever happened to us dab. i mean like get the dab out of here do your sons dab they look like little if dabbers. my sons dab they're going to their room for a long time dude if my kids dab first we're going to start with the nintendo switch i'm going to throw it in the road and i'm going to watch i'm going to watch somebody run it over and then i'm going to go with the grounding Six-round pick, uh, accompanied by Animal Crackers, Barnum and Bailey, uh, the type of Animal Crackers. I'm going to go with Liv Tyler Armageddon. Oh, mm. Kyle, what a pick! 
down you under, cussing you back here to the wild plains and the mountains. Ben Affleck. That's a great pick, Kyle. Kyle, great. That was my sex talk. I <laughs> <laughs> <That> was. <laughs> You just were left out in the wild after that first experience. Mom I was like, nobody ever gave me animal Mom, mom and like, dad just didn't even try to give you the talk because they were like, man, the way <laughs> I got scared out of it, dude. And I think to um, complete my destiny here, seventh round, I'll go Brittany Murphy. Oh, Rest man. in peace. Rest in peace. That's and a great pick, man. She was gorgeous, man. She was gorgeous. Somber turn here. Reed, what did you just do, dude? <laughs> I had to comp- I had to it complete my destiny. It is far too soon to be adding <laughs> new era dead actresses. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, Reed, you're fucking. That's great. That's a great pick. That's so you got to be bold to fucking to win mm-hmm. the draft. I understand. I overstand, Reed. I overstand. I hope I get another pick. See, I think Maya's a little too young to be picking for nostalgic. Uh, I think Maya could get uh, in trouble. No, no. The boy is mine. You know how old I was when that came out? We we were young, but like she was on Nickelodeon. She was hot. Yeah, so Nickelodeon Maya. But as soon as she started being an adult, married man, not into her. Stop being a scary potter. Scary potter. Yeah, that's your nickname. Scary, scary potter. potter. <laughs> Look, when you do this, scary potter. Yeah. <laughs> Spend one night on the same roof with Meg. She'll cut you, bro. <laughs> Heard that. We seen Kyle knows. No, nah, we seen that. Just put the gloves on. She, yeah, she. <laughs> yeah. Jersey's different than Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. All right, Kyle. All right. Kyle. <laughs> oh, he just gets yeah. to be on the other end of the that, Zoom. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. What's up? What's Talk, up? <laughs> talking big shit by the fl- by the lake, man. A four hour flight, right? <laughs> All right. Four hour flight and three hour All drive. Right. So there we go. So you took Maya? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Nickelodeon Maya. Can we put that in the graphic just in case my wife sees the graphic? Nickelodeon Maya. Sure. I, I remember with an asterisk, not the CRL adult Maya. And- Enjoying Maya's work mm-hmm. um, because I'm married. Asterix, not the adult Maya, because I'm married. <laughs> right, I'm gonna go with Winona Ryder. She's so hot. Great at the time. fucking pick. Beetlejuice, Winona Ryder. Oh my god, Matt, you just won the draft. Hold on, hold your horses, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> right, stop it. That is tremendous fucking value, and she's like, she's wild, dude. We have to put up like a poll. It'd be great. It'd be great. It'd be great. Because you're never going to win. Like your list always suck. Like to, to, be, okay, to be totally dude. honest. Are, like, you, are you having a bad day? He came in. He was. <laughs> are you having a bad day? <laughs> Not still. Are you going to miss me? Is that it? Maybe that's what it that is. That might be man. it. Maybe that's what it that is. That might be it. I, I, I think I've won some drafts. I think I've lost some drafts. But okay. so I think the there's a lot round. of projection yes. going on today is, is what I think is going on today. Okay. Somebody doesn't feel a good today. A lot of exit today. polling. I'm doing a little. Yeah. I'm setting up. Yeah. For another segment. Pour it into the microphone, Nate. I'm Make set, us all I'm feel the hurt. Setting up for another segment. Yeah. So I'm throwing her in okay. here right okay. here. Go ahead. And it is Vivica A. Fox. <sighs> Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. Fifty Cent. Didn't, another Kill didn't Bill he? actress. Didn't he? Another Kill Bill. Act- yes. That's a great. That's a great pick. 
Lucy Luke would be peg. on this board too. And mm. she's and supposedly she's a freak and I like that. So <laughs> Lucy Lou? No, Vivica Fox, man. Lucy Lou should be on the list. I almost picked her as if there was an eighth round. Right, fuck, dude. Two point conversion. The Charlie's Angels. That's Lightning awesome. round, two point conversion, eight. This is it. No, this is round no, eight. No, no, no. This okay, is last, last pick. Okay. Mrs. or Miss, excuse me, irrelevant, Kyle. Draft Mrs. Doubtfire, Kyle. <laughs> is it me right now? That's so funny. Yeah, it's yes, yep. sir. I was gonna uh, with that. my final pick and arguably the best one from the fifth element, Mila Lilu. Oh god damn it. Jovovich. <laughs> Who? Multipass. That's a fire movie, by the Kyle. way. Yeah, it is. Chris also, Max. dazed and confused. I just always wanted to meet a girl with orange suspenders, and you know I haven't. Kyle, dude, people are going to know that you're a gamer looking at some of this list. I'll take you to a pop-up, Kyle. You, you'll see a few. <laughs> All right, so we'll let the people Good decide. List. We're going to put it out to, um, to a vote. Nate's going to pose a vote to the people when this comes out. <laughs> Because it is very important for him to win this draft. <laughs> I'm gathering. Uh, <laughs> no, I just want to see. We're just what, out here hitting baseballs, think. Nate. We're just yeah. out here taking cuts, man. You know? Yeah. I, I miss some people. Let me just say this. After that draft, I'm concerned. My computer thinks I'm really horny. Do you guys, any of you guys feel really dirty after Googling all those women? Um, Just another normal day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Watch list. That's funny. That was a joke for the record. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I go through all the time. Do, pe are pe do people think I'm serious? All right. Hope you had fun. Yeah! You the I'm gonna fight you.